0: with Matt Kolsky and Derek
1: Madden. Yeah. Yeah. All right, it is Thursday. It's Thursday, right? It is Thursday. <laughs> i I think I might not publish this till Friday, but either way, it's Thursday for us. Well, actually It's Friday
0: when you hear it. It's Toy Department time. So.
1: I think it's Friday for you, isn't it? Um yeah, actually, it just the Friday where I am yep. uh, on
0: the East Coast. Um, late Night Matters. Yeah, for so sure. So it's Friday all around. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It's always fun when you get the late night episodes. Don't really know where it's going to go. Uh, this is our uh, year-end pod, so we're going to give you our uh, top 20 things in culture from the year uh, in a little bit. But I figured we would uh, talk about this week's episode of The Challenge real quick before we got uh, too deep into that. It is funny, you know, funny, before
1: we do the challenge, how our like, year-end lists have developed over time. I feel like the first one was probably like 10 movies, 10 TVs, 10 albums. and uh, Yeah, I think that's right. I think we I had that could, format
0: for a, for a while.
1: Yeah, th- there's literally no way I could have found 10 movies or albums, for that matter, from this year. Uh, which kind of makes me sad. Yeah. You probably no, could have done it's albums. It, right. But.
0: Probably, but like, I don't listen to a ton of albums
1: these yeah. days. I listen yeah. to a lot of
0: music, right. But not generally in that format much anymore. So. Times have changed um, since we
1: started this thing, man. <laughs> it's like yeah. a new era. <laughs> we've we've bridged <laughs> eras. This podcast has gone from era to era. Uh,
0: I would call that uh, strange longevity. Is,
1: Damn right, what I would call that.
0: Uh, speaking of which. I'd uh, i think i told you this uh, during the week but i uh i have a samsung tv which uh as do i comes with this comes with this thing called samsung tv plus do you have yep. that in yours uh-huh yeah so i discovered that samsung tv plus has a channel that is run by something called pluto
1: yep. tv and there's a challenge that just channel.
0: shows old yeah they just show old challenges so, yeah it's commercials um, and it is a delight
1: but it is still <laughs> yeah. wonderful
0: but 24 hours a day, old challenges. It's yeah. fantastic, uh, yeah. and I was delighted to run into it and discover yeah. it. And uh, I will be back. So if you're a fan of the show, I can't can't recommend enough stumbling into old episodes. Even though a lot of problematic shit has happened
1: That's that show. <laughs> Oh man, a whole lot of problematic shit. <laughs> it's deeply, deeply problematic on a lot of happening levels.
0: Now, though. Yeah, that 20 years from now, we'll look back and be like, I don't know, that's problematic too Yeah, maybe Um, Yeah, I don't know, we'll see Um, Anyway Although for (laughs) what it's worth,
1: I do feel like a lot of the problematic stuff you're talking about from the past We knew at the time that it was at least reasonably problematic (laughs) It might look worse in the cold light of 2022 and a half But uh, it it was not good at the time
0: I did meaning to ask you while we're on the subject of past challenges. So were you aware that Karamo oh yeah, uh, you know, of Queer Eye and, and you know, of course Challenger, that he has a talk show, like a daytime talk show now?
1: Oh, I thought you were going to ask if I was aware that he was a challenger and I was like, yeah, totally. But no, I did not know he had a daytime talk show. Good for him. That's basically so, uh, his did... role on Queer Eye is basically to have a talk show with whoever they're making over.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's funny cuz it's like Mori you know, like, they do the paternity test and oh stuff, but it's,
1: like, super
0: uplifting. Like, it's of lots course. of, like, just, you know. <laughs> you are the father.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm wondering, do we have to revise our successful challenge alumni rankings at all uh, with with Karama's newest success? Well, I, I feel like we need to think about this.
1: I don't know. I think Queer Eye is actually a bigger success than a daytime talk show.
0: Even with uh, showing your own name on it it is kind of something, you know what I mean? No, for sure. You're only for to five sure. On the queer eye.
1: You're right, but Queer Eye is like a massive cultural sensation, and something tells me Karamo Daytimes is not.
0: <laughs> not yet, anyway. All
1: right, fair enough. <laughs> we'll see. Once we're done with it, we'll see if it gains some popularity. It's not on the homework, right. though. Maybe later. <laughs>
0: no yeah no no do not watch it (laughs) (laughs) i do not recommend if you do
1: watch it it's not our fault
0: yeah yeah for sure uh you know it's something you run into all right so this season of the challenge let's (laughs) jump back into that you know i was talking a couple weeks ago before this big twist in the game how like you know it was maybe time for a twist because it sort of seemed like we could Get to where things are going And I'm a little bit worried that we have A mere two weeks later Hit that place again Where If Mariah's team can't win a trivia challenge Right where their whole thing was supposed to be We have brains You know what I mean
1: I I have this same note in my In my notes like If they can't win this what can they win
0: We're just We're just setting them up to be picked off One by one right so, yeah, especially because do
1: do? I, you know, I think. Look, and Amber, Amber won that fair and square, and I, I think Amber is an underrated competitor. Uh, much as she may annoy everybody,
0: but, you know, I've been on that ride for a long time. I think, I, I think Amber's like one of the best female players ever in this game.
1: Well, I think that's getting a little overexcited, but, but you, you may look, you may be proven out correct. The point is, she's certainly pretty good at, at worst, and. You know, but that all that being said, I say a all, she is. I say all that to say they may have just lost their best player.
0: Yeah, also true. <laughs> so, you know, I, like
1: it's it's not good. Last week, you could kind of soften the blow, if you will, by saying, "Well, maybe they're a better team without Kenny." Uh, you cannot say that now and no
0: in fact i'm saying i'm mad at the entire house for this situation even occurring where we have lost the reason the show
1: well yes but two things first of all like the twist you're hoping to see may already kind of be built in with the whole these people aren't actually going home <laughs> situation we'll we'll see how that develops because like only one of those people's coming back though right like those people sitting in that house We don't know because we haven't even seen where they're sitting. Like, I don't, I don't know. Now, TJ did say, I mean, even TJ's like, you have an outside outside chance. chance. I heard the same thing. Yeah. And, And that probably does mean only one comes back. On the other hand, it might mean anyone who's, you know, ride or die doesn't get eliminated by some point in any event. I'm just saying that's a potential new twist. That's already kind of involved the other thing I would say is beyond that you're definitely right, and I and I had the same thought is I put this on the producers because they gave Fessy first pick, and they should not have done that.
0: No, like, they absolutely should not have done that. I don't he think... already
1: like like we said, we he already had a built-in
0: advantage, right? Because you know if we're talking about gaps between. Partners abilities like his partnership Was high up in those ranks Right so correct um you know No no slight to Mariah so like She almost had to go first to make it even close To fair you know what I mean yeah
1: and I don't Really understand how that mistake Was made if I'm honest like it makes no Sense not only is he Clearly the stronger competitor (laughs) but He's the guy with years And years of experience why would you not Give first pick to the Rookie like I don't i don 't know how that happened. It makes no sense to me um and it really like without some additional twist or some very like bespoke daily challenge content that really lets the, you know team Mariah back into it somehow <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't oh, you, know how you, you a fix awesome it
0: challenge <laughs>
1: yeah, or i don't know I mean, I think there's some running things or if there was like a thing where somehow. You could leverage Jordan's skills specifically I don't know But it'd be tough Like it's hard to imagine the challenge That Mariah's team not only would win But would even have like a fighting chance Trivia was absolutely Their best chance And then what happens Nelly goes out and lights up the trivia board (laughs) Like I don't know that this this week's episode This week's episode Did not have a great MVP (laughs) candidate so, I'm giving it to Nelson for the simple fact that, like, he beat the odds, man. He himself, and it's my burn of the week, he himself said about himself, every time I do trivia, I, quote, always look like Boo Boo the Fool. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And he does. And the
0: thing is... He didn't even need to say it.
1: We all knew. <laughs> we everybody knew, and and I have to say, like there is a true beauty to the incredible combination of saying that in an ITM, also describing himself and Reese as being quote at the bottom of the podium, <laughs> I and <missed> that one. <laughs> and then and then carrying the trivia challenge for his team. Amazing. What is a podium? I think it was a it was some it was a mashup of. Totem pole and podium, I think. Uh, podium? <laughs> I, I think is what Or he just swooshed totem pole together. It's hard to say. Um, but it was an incredible thing to say. He 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 has some sensational malaprop in every episode. Uh and he was yeah, just it really
0: is like a he has like a Yogi Berra like ability. <laughs> he does. It
1: is. It that is such I you know Six what the words together. I'm so jealous I didn't think of that. Because it is incredibly berra esque the way he manages to <laughs> say hilariously, insanely stupid stuff, but that somehow like comes out sounding funny at the very least. Um yeah, yeah, I, he's such right. a wonderful character on this show and he's so absolutely sincere about everything. That it just makes it all better. I I, I Scuba Nelly But Trivia Nelly is arguably my favorite Nelly of all time. <laughs>
0: I mean, the Reese gave a really like a really nice and passionate speech about Fessy on the way out. That was... About Nelson?
1: <laughs> yeah. About
0: about Nelly. No, yeah. Sorry. Excuse me. On the way out. Yeah. No one's doing that about Fessy ever.
1: No. Um... Certainly not Mariah. <laughs> yeah,
0: certainly. And she's like, just in tears, like sand on her face. And it's
1: just... Yeah, she loves that And and you know what? Like, <laughs> I get it because he's lovable. He's sincere. Yeah. He's like, a, he's a good friend, and he just wants to succeed and compete. And and I love him for it. Yep.
0: Even when he's having a good old Fashioned case of challenge. It's paranoia <laughs> Yes And that was also an
1: incredible line Devin Devin has really delivered some great stuff this season All with a tremendous deadpan And the like What we have here is a classic case Of challenge paranoia was so dead on Because that whole thing I mean I guess they I don't know Maybe they sort of deliberately kept him in the dark More than I originally thought Based on what some of the other people said But It didn't seem like a big deal, and I couldn't help but remember that the previous two weeks in a row, Nelson completely changed the plan the last minute all by himself. So, like, I don't know if your complaints about them arguably changing the plan are totally valid, but go off. Go off, Nelly T. Yeah, yeah.
0: You know, you have to wonder uh, if Devin's days are numbered, right? I mean, like – there's only
1: three dudes left for that team, and one of them's going home next week, right? So one of them's going home next week, and uh, in any available matchup, um, the only way Devin's the favorite to not go home is if he's not in the matchup. So, uh, you know, good luck. Um, I, yeah. Before we move too far past the trivia, I do want to say, like dizzy trivia is a an excellent idea. Uh, it didn't maybe. Have as explosive results from a vomiting perspective as I might have thought it would, but just no, in general, there
0: was there were, there were, we did have a gas moment.
1: We there, we so. also from Nelly, what an episode from Nelly. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah it's
0: clearly the MVP. What do you think about
1: it? <laughs> yeah, uh, I I do want to quickly uh, say some things about the stuff that was asked. Um, I thought Amber having literally no idea. Who C-3PO is Was gonna be Among the most insanely stupid things we saw
0: Oh no But there was There were plenty Plenty to go with it (laughs) And then
1: Casey did not know Who Adam and Eve were How How Literally how have you existed in the world For 20 plus years And you don't know Who lived in the Garden of Eden
0: yeah, I mean, I don't know. Living in the 21st century and not knowing who "Tag Empire" "State of Mind" is—well, uh, <laughs> okay.
1: Pop, I, but uh, you knew Jay Z, and, and you picked a pop, a, a female pop vocalist. Like, it's not great. Look, n- none of these questions are hard. From a- the <laughs> anyone who gets anyone who gets a question wrong is an idiot. But like that one, at least. They were they were halfway there, and it it's not as easy as Adam and Eve, and I do want to give uh, I do want to give Tori a pass because she was in fact four years old when Goodwill Hunting came out and subsequently won an Oscar. So
0: I don't know, man. If you say Ben Affleck, Matt Damon still goes with it, whether you saw that movie or not.
1: You know what I'm saying? Does he? When's the last time? those two guys have really been associated with one another. I don't know. I feel like they're constantly associated with one another. Am I crazy? No, I think you're just someone who was an, a, an adult when Goodwill Huston came out.
0: Not four <laughs> years old. In, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'll, uh, I'll give everyone a pass because I got to tell you, like, I mean, I think that I could would ordinarily crush a challenge trivia contest. Spinning but is tough. It's, yeah, man, I don't do the spins real well. Uh, like I would have been, yeah, would have. I mean, all bets are off after a couple of turns around that wheel.
1: Yeah, it did look just so rough, man. Yeah, and it's hard yeah. to know and exactly. You can kind of hear it in
0: the contestants. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, like there were some people who had to kind of shake the cobwebs out when the wheel stopped.
0: Yeah, yeah, that no, would have been bad. Would have uh, been bad. So last question, a bit about- of except Casey. <laughs> that there's
1: no patch for and not am. knowing Adam and Eve. Did yeah. did you have Ferreira? Yeah. Did you have an easy I last did. name? I sure did. As did I. So sure did. credit to us because yeah. maybe none of the other contestants can spell her last name, but we can.
0: I, I had all the spelling ones right. So.
1: Well, the other ones were simple words, but Ferreira is someone's last yeah. name and not that easy. So.
0: <laughs> but you know, if she hadn't hosted the uh podcast the the challenge pie. Yeah, I might not have known that one quite so easily because I've seen her name print a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, so,
1: that's true. That's so true. good for
0: her. Good for her.
1: Shout out Anissa. One of, my,
0: one of the underrated parts of the challenge pod is actually seeing people's last names for the first time. It happens a lot, I feel like. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, no, it's very <laughs> <Yeah>. true. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, any other thoughts about the challenge? Uh, should we move on to our
1: list? Uh, just the, my only thought is we talked about Nelly's classic case of um challenge uh paranoia paranoia amber is now reaching michelle levels of crazy because yeah <laughs> like all of a sudden in, in in the draw now all we saw the conversation she had with Mariah where Mariah went out of her way not to say she was protecting her Right? Like Mariah was very specifically not saying I've got you because Mariah was being honest and she already promised Nani. Right? And Amber then at the draw is like, I thought Mariah was protecting me. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: i think she's been in that house too long without enough friends you know i, what think, I, mean? that's right. I think that's right that's right
1: yeah so like anyone who hasn't been openly hostile to her she sees as like a, a game ally and that's that's just not how it works amber
0: yeah yeah and it's, it seems to me that that's kind of her way every season i don't quite yes. get it because I generally find her likable but it just never seems to go that way in the house
1: no i i don't so I do get it but i will say that was a good Elimination It was a great fight And it was a heck of a win for Amber And and she Like when you look at What she's actually done in this game It is better than you expect it to be
0: You know what I feel bad because usually I have The stats with me handy But I'm pretty sure Her all time Elimination record is insane Isn't
1: it um, I, I know that The Challenge Stats account that I follow said, Amber has now surpassed Nani's record of woman with most consecutive daily challenge losses. (laughs) So she has now not won a daily challenge in 24 challenges. Um,
0: She's 5-1. and She has one elimination loss all time.
1: That's good. Pretty good. Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> I you know, like I said, I I think when the record stacks up, I mean, she's done a lot in three seasons. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, she has. And again, that was old- it. Was a really good elimination and a tough one, and not one that you would necessarily have said would be Amber's biggest strength. So good for her. But yeah, she's
0: a fighter, though. How yep. old do you think Amber is?
1: I would guess like 26. She is 34 years old. Wow. Okay, that's a mind blower.
0: <laughs> yeah, blew my mind too. Blew my mind too.
1: Wow, is she krayo robbing with Chauncey? How old's Chauncey? <laughs> that's a great question. let me see if I can put that out for you. <laughs> I'll look into it. Chauncey doesn't necessarily
0: look that young.
1: No, no. I don't, yeah, you're right. Let's see. Chauncey oh, Palmer of sorry. the challenge. He is twenty-three years old. Go get some, Amber. Oh, she is. She is Cradle Robin. Good for her. He is a nineteen-ninety-nine baby. Wow. All right. Shout out, Amber. (laughs) Living her best life. (laughs) She is living her best life. Let's get to these
0: lists before I get myself in trouble.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's do it.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. Born in nineteen-ninety-nine. That
1: is depressing. It sure is. Oh. <laughs> so he's about to turn 24. No worries.
0: Yeah. yeah. In a couple days, actually. Um, all right. Uh, so you got 20. I got 20. Do you want to talk? Do, did you do any honorable mentions? Do you want, do you want I did
1: to so much. put those at the
0: front of the back?
1: I did yeah, so very much, and lot. I think we got to put it at the front. I, I organized my honorable mentions to some degree. Um, I also have – The problem is –
0: we don't want to spend too much time on them, right? If we put them at the front, you know what I'm saying?
1: No, for sure. We're not. I, I feel like a sentence max about each, um, and I can just run through mine real quick. I'm I, Some of them may end up on your top 20 and vice versa. So um, here's what I've got yeah. on honorable mentions. I put three films that – I'm sorry, two films and a TV show that technically were 2021, but I think they were 2021 after we did our wrap for 21 so i just wanted to quickly mention okay. uh yellow jackets the tv show which did end in 22 um coda which obviously won an oscar but we didn't discuss it until this year and then licorice pizza same thing um and then uh here are my I, honorable I would mentions
0: say that, uh, yeah if i included licorice pizza as of this year, which I did not, that would have been uh in my in my top twenty for sure. Yeah,
1: all three of those would have been in my top twenty <laughs> if I'd included them in this year, but I had to I had to find ways to kick things out. I had you know forty-something things written down. Um so those three I said those are really twenty twenty-one, they don't count. Um I also have on my honorable mentions list Causeway, uh the Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Tyree Henry film that we watched and both enjoyed. Uh somewhat recently, Hustle, the Adam Sandler flick that was just really solid and good And didn't make my top 20, but I really liked it uh, And then a whole lot of shows, here we go Wednesday, we, I liked More Than You, I think we both agreed was pretty good Blackbird, I thought was d- depressing and not always a perfect show But had some incredible acting uh, I put All or Nothing Arsenal on my honorable yeah, mention uh-
0: Blackbird is on my honorable mention okay. uh, as well. Uh, yeah. All or
1: Nothing Arsenal was just so much fun. Uh, it was by far the best All or Nothing we've watched, I think, and I'm sure you agree. The Sandman, which, of course, we talked about based on a Neil Gaiman, um, uh, what's a comic, I guess, or graphic novel, entertaining <laughs> fantasy stuff. Rap Shit, which I actually just finished recently. Um Again, not a great show, but I had a ton of fun with it and some characters I really grew to love. Slow Horses is something we watched and liked, but didn't quite make the top 20 for me. Loot, the Maya Rudolph show on Apple TV, I thought was so funny, but, you know, in, in more of like a sitcom way. Not quite top 20 material. I don't know if you remember Metal Lords, but... I, I really do. quite so my, liked That it. is on
0: my honorable mentions as well.
1: There we go. Pistol, the Sex Pistol show, didn't totally come together, but again, some really good portrayals, and and it was just a fun world to go to for a while. Same fun world I'm comment. I'm that,
0: that wasn't in my honorable mentions, and I'm just going to stick it in there now. <laughs> just, just pretend the Pistol was on there.
1: Uh, then I've got Minx, which the Jake Johnson show uh, was just like a you know, Jake Johnson showcase, but again, lots of fun. The After Party... Great comedy on Apple TV Somebody somewhere oh This was so long ago I had forgotten about it till I was looking back through all the stuff we talked about This year but I really liked that show And again Didn't finish it but it was good <laughs> Yeah I did finish it and and it I thought it was it, it had that unique Duplassiness to it That I really liked Station Eleven um, An early year show that we both enjoyed um, And then I also largely Did not put stuff on the list that wasn't, how do I say it, I I, I did my best to stay away from second or third seasons that were much like the first or second seasons, so I have Only Murders 2, Hacks 2, The Flight Attendant 2, Barry 3, Russian Doll 2, and Euphoria 2 all on this list, all shows I enjoyed, all shows that I didn't feel like needed their own spot on the top twenty because they were probably there last year or whenever they initially debuted, and finally three albums that did not quite make the cut. I only got two al two albums two albums and I kind of got well. You'll see. I did a i I did some creative adjustment <laughs> to get an extra thing on the list that was music because it just felt very musicless. Uh, but Steve Lacey's Gemini Writes. Uh, Sudan Archives, Natural Brown Prom Queen, and J.I.D., The Forever Story was the name of the album. But uh, that was a rapper who I think is a little bit undersung. And that is my long honorable mentions list.
0: Uh, That was long. Uh you have forced me uh, through uh, thoroughness and logic to make a change to my actual list. Wow, your honorable mentions.
1: Wow. Oh wait, I have I... one more honorable mention. I'm sorry, it's a film um, called Swan Song. We talked about it when it came out. It's uh, the Mahershala Ali Apple Mute, Apple Plus. You know. Oh that. yeah um yeah. i really I like that i audience. found it incredibly moving um oh no wait i take that back i did get that onto my top 20 list sorry okay that's oh, actually on my did. list i was
0: gonna say i thought you were taking it back that you found it moving no 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 <laughs> i, take I it back, it wasn't that good
1: no i uh yeah. i thought i had run out of space for it but that's actually number 20 on my on my top 20 all right well let
0: me get back to my change yes
1: now. Because uh, I don't I I I don't think I realized station eleven qualified as something from
0: this year. Oh was it's that? amazing. Yeah. And it just I mean I think it did. Yeah, I, I just think didn't it did see it on anywhere in oh, my prep. It, so
1: well it debuted on December sixteenth of last year, technically, but um yeah. but more than I'm half, gonna put
0: that Yep very conveniently at number eleven where I had hacks and I think you're right in terms of hacks is amazing, but it was uh, you know So
1: was season one. So there you go.
0: We'll move back to honorable mention, and Station Eleven can fit poetically at
1: eleven. Okay. Go. Any honorable mentions I failed to mention? Oh yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. So you know, uh, I'll start with movies. You did mention Metal Lords. I also got to mention Do Revenge. Um, and uh, Top Gun Maverick. Sure. Um, which I would say both were tons of fun, but not what I would call you know great pieces of culture. Um, no offense if you had those. Um, I did not. Music wise, uh, I think that SOS by SZA might have made this list had did, uh come out a little bit sooner. But I one hundred percent agree with it. I, that yeah. you
1: know, it's funny you say that because I had forgotten by now. But when I put that on, I was like, we should talk about this album because it's really good. She is very good yes. I always like SZA But I think it's a particularly well put together album Yeah, leap
0: forward for her artistically uh, There's also a, an English band uh, Kind of punk band called Yard Act um, oh. Who had an album called The Overload That I really like a lot um, Lots of anti-capitalist screens But also Ooh. weird songs about life
1: Okay, and, I'm going to look into um, that What are they called? Yard Act? It's really
0: interesting talking style Yard Act is the name of the group and the I'm album is check called that the out Overload. Yeah, uh, well, four or five really good singles from that record. So uh, that's on my honorable mention as well. That probably got that was pretty close to making my list. Uh, TV stuff uh, that we haven't mentioned yet: um, The Offer, mm. um, The Old Man, mm. uh, which petered out a little bit, but really enjoyed the beginning of uh, season two of Righteous Gemstones. I thought was great. Um, the documentary we need to talk about: Cosby. Oh. Um, one of the better docs this year Under the banner of heaven Huh. Um, which uh, obviously I enjoyed quite a bit But just didn't quite get there uh, Tokyo Vice Yeah um, Which was, you know,
1: fantastic I uh, meant to put that and, at, That should have been gorgeous. on my honorable mentions as well Tokyo Vice, not only really good But really surprising I was not expecting it to be good
0: Yeah, and another solid season of The Boys so, True Yeah um, so there you go. Those are, those are my honorable mentions.
1: Okay. Um, um,
0: if I, I don't mind going first because my number 20 is one that you had in your honorable mentions.
1: Okay, but before um, we do that, I just want to mention a couple of takeaways from my uh, studying up to make my list. Because I like to not only go through everything that we talked about on the podcast, but also just like look at top 20 lists for culture around the internet and see if anything strikes my memory. Yeah. Um, there were a few takeaways I wanted to mention. Uh, one is just, I feel like maybe we need to watch, uh, the, the films Tar and, or the worst person in the world and, or a movie called No Bears that I had never heard of because they were like top five on every movie list I looked at.
0: Well, Tar, I'm I'm definitely familiar with those other movies. I am am not. Worst person (laughs) in the world is Joachim
1: Trier. Um, It's an indie flick that got a ton of buzz when it came out, so I was aware of it, but obviously did not watch it. No Bears is like a. uh, I'm not. You know what? I'm not even going to say what it is. I'm going to look it up because I'm going to screw it up if I try to say what it is. But it was one or two on almost every list I looked at, um, and it is. An Iranian director, um, who is known for making sort of uh, anti-government film, like protest movies, basically, um, he has gone to like jail. A dangerous of work. He has gone yeah. to jail since the film came out. Um, arrested on a decade-old charge of anti-government propaganda. And it is – he plays himself in the movie, like a, a fictionalized version of himself. And it's like a, a like story of sort of a, like crossing timelines – not timelines um, – two people's lives and how they sort of interact in a small town somewhere in Iran on the Turkish border – I don't even totally obviously know what it's about, but it is the the raves I have seen about it. Just in looking at what people thought were the best films of the of the year is is remarkable. So maybe we should try to find it. Um,
0: it's a lot of time spent on a movie that neither of us have seen. <laughs> it is
1: uh, two other thoughts, and this goes the other way. Yeah. Stuff stuff we're both well aware of that I could not believe where it appeared. First of all, the film Kimmy, the Soderbergh. Movie where yeah. Joey Kravitz Stays in her house Was like universally a top 5 film of the year And I just don't get it Or at least like top 10 And I, Like it was a fine movie I was shocked at how loved it was And this is one where I'm gonna Take my life in my own hands Beyonce's album I thought was really good <laughs> I, I really thought it was good I cannot but like Pitchfork, Rolling Stone, and and OK Player. I guess OK Player had it second at, for album of the year. Pitchfork and Rolling Stone both named Beyonce's, what is it, Renaissance? The number yeah. one album of the year. Pitchfork and Rolling Stone. And I just, like it's good, but I was shocked. I was honestly shocked. It made me listen to it again because i was like did i miss something cuz it's a good album it's beyonce doing like house music and i like it and it's very listenable and i like you could just let it play and have a dance party but consensus album of the year i was i was just really surprised and i was curious what your thoughts were
0: um, i am uh, not going to comment on this for fear of winding up in an Iranian prison
1: okay fair enough let's hear your number yeah. 20 um <laughs>
0: i i actually almost do want to say some things that i i really it's probably my least favorite thing in culture again i have nothing against beyonce but i hate that we are not like you're
1: not allowed to say anything
0: bad about her it's just weird well not only that but like she's it really bothers
1: me and with all due respect like i don't know man like i i in my to, to be fair, I am in, increasingly it seems out of touch with like the heart of music culture because I don't get a lot of stuff that's popular. But I, it just feels to me like if you're calling that the best album of the year, like the best work of music of the year, we're grading her on a different scale than we're grading everybody else.
0: I just yeah, I just think people it in. You know what I mean? It's weird. Like but it.
1: I understand, like, you know, to use a to use a Kevin Durant term. I understand blog boys or girls slotting it in. I was surprised to see Pitchfork slotted in at oh, no, the number no, one right spot.
0: There. I, I would, I would bet that I, 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 would bet that every one of her last five albums has been in the top three uh, of both of their year-end list for for whatever year they came out.
1: That, that's that seems crazy to me. Like Lemonade, I get it. Lemonade seemed like an elevated artistic effort From Beyonce and, and I have all the respect in the world for it But this is just an, It's an album of house music with a lady that everybody loves And I, I'm, I'm good with it Again, I don't
0: really have anything bad to say I don't think no. made
1: any great missteps I just don't feel
0: like I even have the option Of saying something bad if I wanted to And that really feels it's weird. weird You know it's what weird. I mean? It's weird yeah.
1: Anyway, number 20 Yeah. Uh, number 20
0: for me uh, it, it gets back to a point that you were trying to make is that it's a rough year for movies Yeah, and I didn't see very many. I'm sure that there were some that were better than the one movie that I'm putting on this list. You put <laughs> one, only this, one, this, this one movie. I have one wow. movie on this list. It is a movie that appeared in your honorable mention and it is hustle. It is the favorite movie I saw this year. And I'm not, that's it. I'm just going to leave it at that. Why wow. didn't see anything better than hustle. I'm sure I thought, I'm sure there were things better than hustle. But mm-hmm. that was the best movie I saw this year, and I'm slotting it in at number twenty. So there.
1: Okay. I put um, three films on my top twenty. Uh, none of them were hustle, obviously, since that was in my honorable mentions. Um, one of them is all the way up at number four, um, but one of them is at number twenty. We just talked about it briefly because I thought it was an honorable mention. It is Swan Song. I, I, did. It's not a fun film. Um, but I thought it was tremendously acted. I It absolutely crushed me emotionally. And we talked about this at the time. I think a lot of that is, you know, being a father, which is very specifically what the film is about. Um, being the father to a young boy made it hit home even more. But I just thought, you know, it's number 20. I'm not going to say it's, a, it's like one of the great movies of all time, but I thought it was... Incredibly effective and sort of Accomplished exactly what it intended to um, So that I,
0: I, I wouldn't argue With any of that I pretty much Forgot it existed <laughs> I'm like you're right we did yeah we Watched that we talked about it it was yep.
1: sad It was sad It was really <laughs> I sad me. And, I, mean? and I, think, I think The difference between us Again which we discussed when we talked about it In, in respect to that movie is like You know, Without that specific Very specific touchstone of Being the parent to a young boy I don't know that it had quite the Emotional impact broadly Speaking on you it was just a very sad Pretty well done movie Um, But I thought it was really pretty wonderful Um, I'll go ahead Right on to my number 19 because I alluded To this before and I'm not putting The album necessarily On here because I think it's good but not great Um, But In a time when I Hadn't been to concerts in a very long time uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood's band The Smile Did this crazy live stream Event thing Where you had to get your ticket And there were like a few different Time zone versions So you could watch it at not a ridiculous time And I live streamed A band I had never heard before And was just incredibly pleased Delighted even To first of all See Tom York and Johnny Greenwood Who I love to watch perform Even though they're both introverted weirdos And then discover a drummer Who I thought was sensational In Tom Skinner So the Smiles live stream event Their album is called A Light for Attracting Attention But the combination of like Hitting early in the year When I hadn't been to a concert in two years And just being a really entertaining thing to watch Put that at number 19 for me
0: I will throw out for you that there's a, a Smile a live album now on Spotify.
1: Ooh, um, if you okay. if you prefer
0: their music in the live experience, I have that album coming up later on my list. So.
1: Oh, nice. Um,
0: My number 19 was Euphoria. Hey, remember like, when Euphoria came out and the second was bananas and Fesco's house got raided and Astray yep. got shot?
1: Yeah, man. That was like
0: this year. Yeah, that happened this year. I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I felt like that needed to be uh, on this list because uh, I love that show more than a lot of people love that show, apparently. Um, oh, I don't know. I love so, that yeah, Number 19 too. for me. I,
1: I think I love it almost equally. I left it off because not only was season one on a top 20 list a couple years ago, but I think I put the. Two one off episodes from last year on last year's uh, best of list. So yeah. I figured Euphoria had been well represented by me, but obviously I also love that season. Uh,
0: all right. And then 18 is another one for me that um, I guess you could say season two, but I, I actually think both seasons came out this year. Uh, and that is Slow Horses. So yeah. uh, I, I'm going to put those combined two seasons of two fun seasons of Spycraft. I haven't actually finish the second season yet. I it's I have not over two yet. More to go, but um
1: I don't think it's over but, yet. Oh it? you're
0: right. You're right. I think I've watched up to the limit and they just haven't put them out yet. That's yeah. correct. Yeah, or sorry. maybe one just um, came
1: out yesterday or today or something. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I only left it off because technically season one started last year. Um and also we just talked about it, so I didn't feel like we needed to, but it's it's a really good show. My eighteen yeah.
0: All right, what's your eighteen?
1: Winning time I just I I understand The complaints Both from the uh, Disgruntled people Who were portrayed a little too accurately For their own tastes And the people who were upset That it didn't exactly conform to history And the people who thought It was like overly dramatic And over the top I get all of that And I had so much fun Watching this show It felt like basketball fan porn to me And I loved every second of it
0: Yeah, I hear your complaints I don't care at all <laughs> uh, And that one's coming up later on the list for as well so. So <laughs> Excellent
1: I'll go to 17 Because I'm positive you don't have this And okay. Listen, I mean i If I'm totally honest I probably actually think that the Steve Lacey album Is just as good And the J.I.D. album Is just as good But I don't think people know who this dude is And I find him fascinating His name is I'm gonna screw this up His name I believe is Obung Jayar And Hmm. Haven't heard of him The album is called Some Nights I Dream of Doors Um, He is a Nigerian And his music is somewhere in the r and b soul sort of area but he has a voice that it's it's totally unique and his he has kind of a genre jump not even genre jumping so much as style jumping because it is Mostly like an R&B, occasional like rap verse here and there. But he goes from like a gruff sort of gravelly voice to a beautiful singing voice. It's got like an Afrobeat style. And at other times it sounds like traditional American R&B. It's just this incredibly eclectic but very listenable album. I just think the guy's an incredible talent. Um, so Abong Jair. His real name is Stephen Umo. Um, and it's you know it's on all your <coughs> music and Steven, whatnot.
0: His real name is Stephen Umo, and he went with the Abong Jair.
1: Yeah, I don't know what Abong Jair means. I wonder if um, if I can figure that out quickly. I don't I don't know where it came from. Um, but here is, here is what his Wikipedia says about the music. Obong Jair's music has been called quote hard to describe. <laughs> So, you understand where I'm coming from. Incorporating elements of Afrobeat, spoken words, soul, and electronic music. Uh, his lyrics incorporate spiritual overtones, although they are not ready, readily identifiable with any specific religious tradition. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. He has an incredibly unique voice, and it's a really unique record, and I would recommend giving it a listen. It is called. That saying the music
0: has been called, uh, it's been hard to describe. It's just like. I say you might as well just say I gave up.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Uh, Some nights I dream of doors is the album, um, and i Some I would give it, it I would give it five stars. I strongly recommend checking it out. If nothing else, just because it is completely unique. All right,
0: uh, my seventeen. We're at seventeen, right? Correct. Uh, is uh, is a show that I would say. Uh, is hard to describe as someone who's never seen it. I now think this it's been will be on. my sixteen. I don't think it is. I don't nope. think it is. Uh, I don't think it is because I would say it's it's been on a long time, so I would say it's familiar to you know lots of people who have watched it. Oh, never uh, mind. And it closed up this season. Yeah, uh, it's better things uh, at seventeen. Uh, uh,
1: can I tell you one uh, of the
0: all-time underrated shows? You know,
1: I just. Shame on me! I never got to the fifth season. I gotta, I gotta watch it on Hulu, but I just like life got in the way, and I haven't watched it yet. So I, I've been sort of saving the final season of Better Things, but I'm not surprised that it finds its way here. When <laughs> I want to tell you what my 16 is now, but you go ahead and go first. <laughs> okay. uh, uh,
0: my 16 is another final season. It's the uh, final season of Ozark. Um, yep. which I'm gonna miss in my life. It feels like the end of an era uh, for Netflix in terms of the kinds of shows that they uh, are making. I hope I'm wrong about that. Um, but uh, but I will miss Ozark terribly. Uh, like just some. Just all-time great characters. You know what I mean? Like, when I think back to characters of the decade, like, you know, there are so many good ones in in this show, uh, and people that I'm going to miss spending time with and troll- watch them trying to wriggle out of impossible situations. So, bye-bye, I, I first bye, family. Farewell.
1: I agree with almost everything you said. I specifically did not mention this in my honorable mentions because I knew it would be on your top 20. Um and also, I deliberately left it off my top 20 Because I'm still a little upset about the way they did Ruth in the finale <laughs> So, that's right, what you get, enough. Ozark Take that All fair All uh, fair. So, when you were saying uh, an incredibly unique show at number 17 I thought you were headed for the rehearsal That is my number 16 Is the rehearsal uh, a- As you may recall Did
0: not care for the rehearsal
1: I didn't remember that So, um I'm that guy I'm the one guy
0: Apparently who didn't like
1: it Well I don't think you're the one guy Because it's off-putting In a lot of ways And it's Morally questionable And There's a lot of issues with it But I was Mesmerized And Like I'm still not totally sure How I feel about the whole endeavor It's so weird It is So Like Off-putting in so many ways, and yet, like, if you watch, did you even watch the whole thing? No. Yeah, I was.
0: I was very put off
1: by it. Yeah, it' totally understandable. And yet, when you get to the end of it, I think Nathan Fielder somehow struck at some really interesting stuff about life and humanity in the most bizarre, barely trackable way imaginable, and. I, I I think in the end I have to say I enjoyed it just because of how mesmerized I was by it for its entirety. But even if I hadn't totally enjoyed it, I, I gotta respect the utter unique insanity of of conceiving this and then pulling it off in any way. So the rehearsal number 16 for me and at number 15, I have something that is the philosophical opposite. Of the rehearsal that I know you loved. And I wonder if it made your top 20 list. But not everything has to have important takeaways. Sometimes just being awesome and entertaining is the best. And that is what Reacher was for me. I thought it was so perfectly cast and just delightfully handled. I loved Reacher. Yeah, I, uh, I, I,
0: that is a honorable mention oversight for me is what I would say. I, yeah. I nothing, I would dis- disagree with none of that. I had a great time watching Reacher and, uh, came across it in my thing. And it was one of those things where I was like, Oh, write that down. And somehow I did. not So, um, uh, so, yeah, I would agree with you totally. And I, I'm just going to jump ahead because 15, my 15 and 14 are records that are things that we've talked about already. 15 is uh, winning time. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then 14 is the album from The Smile that uh, you sort of alluded to earlier, Light, like, for attracting attention. Yeah. The one thing I would add is that if you were the sort of person who's been like, i just just be you pick up the guitars again. and Like, <laughs> this is your record. It is. The guitars <laughs> yeah, so, are up.
1: So uh, both J- Tom York and Johnny Greenwood play some guitar. It and it's also with all due respect to Selway, the best drumming they've ever played with, and some really like heady time signatures and like changes. And it's just it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, the drumming is fantastic. So uh, so you're number fourteen.
1: Uh, You mentioned it in your honorable mentions, The Old Man. Um, I guess you could say it flagged a little at the end, but if that's true, I think it's just because they sort of tried to set up another season of it. Um, I I just thought Jeff Bridges was so wonderful, and I found the, you know, for the same reasons we loved Slow Horses, like the spy shit on The Old Man really worked for me, and that's why I had it higher than you. Um, But I think we've, you know, we've addressed with plenty of detail why it's pretty awesome um and i'll do my 13 because you just did yours correct
0: uh no i am i've not done 13 yet
1: okay well i'll do it anyway um this was <laughs> <laughs> this was my number one album of the year and maybe i'm doing the beyonce thing just with a different person but i thought kendrick lamar's mr morale and the big steppers flawed though it may have been um was just another another piece of musical work that was just elevated beyond what anyone else in the genre is doing.
0: If, uh, if you're doing that, then I'm also doing that. Cause that's coming up later on my list as well.
1: Okay. Excellent.
0: <laughs> um, my number 13 was Andor, uh, which we, I don't, we don't have to get too into cause we talked about it last week, in fact. Um, but it's, uh, you know, the star Wars story, Uh, that I've been waiting for, I feel like it brought some possibility and potential back to this universe, like grafting, like uh, tremendous writing and like just a fucking adult sensibility, Yep. like actually trying to dive into the politics of what is a rebellion and what does that look, you know, how a rebellion can can look different from different sides. You know what I mean? It's funny. I was thinking about this
1: after our conversation last week about Andor and in a weird way, what, and I feel similarly to you, but in a weird way, what makes this the star Wars show you wanted is that this show really could have taken place in any universe with, you know, I don't want to say grafted, but like, this is a, it's, it's a deeply human story more so than it's a distinctly star Wars story. Yeah, because
0: I mean, there's some specificity, some Star Wars specificity about it. Obviously, we're leading to certain events that are well known in the Star Wars, you know, saga. Right. (laughs) But but you're right. You're right. Like you could have easily told this in some other venue. Um, But I like to think of it more of taking really good action film techniques that have been kind of missing from from Star Wars uh, generally. And, and throw them in here um, And uh, and yeah I'm here for it
1: Amen that will show up later On my list um, and at number 12 I have something you mentioned in the honorable Mentions that I knew I liked more than you uh, But I actually wasn't even sure It would make your honorable mentions the offer I, I Again like there's a little bit of the winning time Thing here right that like It's Al Ruddy's version of The story and, and you know Maybe some of the details were fudged But As someone who loves The Godfather, getting to sort of live in the world of the creation of The Godfather was pretty incredible. And I just thought all the acting was really good. It was obviously an incredibly dramatically told story. And I just really had a great time watching it. Uh, Yeah, I I can't argue with any of that.
0: Can't argue with any of that. It's, it's, it's It's a fun time. Uh, and, you know, I mean, considering what they made Like, it's quite a it's quite a story It really is quite a story Yeah, you know what I mean um, So, yeah, fun time uh, You know, I think Paramount Plus, honestly, the batting average They don't, you know, they haven't given us a lot of shows to no. watch But uh, the ones that they have, I'm, I've been fairly impressed with generally. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's, there's a little um, at Apple TV Plus and Paramount Plus I think both have sort of lived in that world of, like most of the stuff we watched On those, like the originals We watched on those, we really enjoyed
0: Yeah, I, think, I have a feeling We've skipped quite a few Paramount originals Unlike, I think unlike right. the Apple where I think we've So much everything yeah. I think that's probably um, true My number 12 is definitely a show They like better than you to the point where uh, I don't, I have a feeling It was not an omission from your honorable mentions I think you just didn't like it um, But that show is in- Industry uh, is my number 12. Um, i found it to be uh, gripping throughout in much of the same way um, that, you know, you are wondering how the hell are they going to get out of this in, you know, at the end of white Lotus, right? Like that's sort of the journey that you're going on with a lot of the characters in the story. And there's some great characters uh, and you could throw in some incredible music and just the wild, wild daring debauchery on the show. Um, and for me, it made for just, a, an addictive fun time and it is the second season, but I thought it got even better in the second season. Um, and I can't wait for a third season of industry. And I think it also kind of ties into, uh, how many, how much great TV was made about work. And I don't huh. know if that's a, uh, 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 it's sort of a result of a, being in a pandemic where we're all working from home, right? Uh, but there's really there's a really a whole bunch of great shows about work life, um, and people who are sort of consumed and obsessed and run over by their jobs, um, and the effect that that has on them uh, this year. And uh, and yeah, we'll talk about more of them in a second.
1: Interesting. I think we certainly will talk about more of them in a second. Um, before we do, since your number 12 was something I didn't particularly like I mean, You and I can will add s-
0: hustle and winning time, by the way to
1: those, in, in Technically, are, those are workplaces shows
0: about, shows about jobs you know, yeah. And, yeah, I mean,
1: technically, the rehearsal is kind of <laughs> Anyway uh, <Yeah. laughs> I have at number 11 something that As much as I wasn't a huge industry fan I, I feel like that's probably something I'll revisit and try again at, at some point in my life Um My number 11 is something I know you will not be revisiting (laughs) And that is uh, My second highest ranked film of the year Everything, everywhere, all at once I I know you found this an unpleasant mess But I found it a delightful mess And I think that says probably more about the two of us Than it does about the film But to me, this was a spectacularly acted, absolute madcap thrill ride. That's how I felt about it. It didn't always make sense, but in a way for me, it came together in its nonsensicalness at the end. And and I just thought it was frankly an achievement, um, both acting and just like conception. So 11 is where I ranked that.
0: Uh, yeah, and look, I would say certainly, I'm willing to, to say that my opinion on everything everywhere all at once is definitely the minority opinion. <laughs> that's so, true. Um, take that take that into account. If, uh, But I found it to be the silly mess where nothing meant anything. Um, and, you know, hot, look, if hot dog fingers is your thing, that's your Hot name. dog fingers. Um, <laughs> Still makes me laugh. I'm not. Not making that up. See, that's that, exactly. And I go Ugh, hot dog fingers. What are we doing here? Um, we you know, I mentioned it earlier, obviously. Uh, but my number eleven is Station Eleven. I just want to say, like, I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. You yeah. know, <laughs> like, like, and I just, uh, and I mean that in the best possible way. What a story! I think this was the show maybe that brought Daniel Deadweiler to my attention in a real way. And I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for that because she's uh, fantastic in so many things. Um, But uh, I loved every bit of of that show. And, um, and I'm sad that I did not realize it was eligible for this year. (laughs) So, so there you go. Number 11 for me, station 11.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I loved I, I, I loved it too it just didn't quite make the top 20 for me um, my 10 I guess you could call a television show about a workplace. Uh, welcome to Wrexham Just a delightful charming time that in some ways caught me by surprise um, it, it had it had at its core both a kind of loving documentary about a small Welsh town and also the love between two well one a-list and one b-list Hollywood star um and I just thought it was surprisingly well done and thoughtful and incredibly enjoyable
0: uh I would agree with you I cheated a little bit for my number 10 um and 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 stuck three things here
1: (laughs) Okay. Uh, one of
0: which is Welcome to Rexham.
1: Wow! So, <laughs> was one of them also uh, All or Nothing uh,
0: Arsenal? Uh, all or Nothing Arsenal, yes. And then I uh, I added to that uh, a thing that we actually have not talked about uh, that I watched recently on Amazon Prime, which is a, uh, a documentary with USA Mexico rivalry called Good Rivals, and just stuck them under Wow, what a great year for soccer documentaries! Um, uh, stuck them together. Uh, you know, they're different stories with sort of different focuses on what makes the game great, but also what makes the culture around the game so great. Um, and I think all of these docs did a really good job of getting great stuff out of the principals uh, who made all of this happen. And uh, and maybe- I, I loved all three of them. And so yeah, so I stuck them together at number 10.
1: And maybe now's a good time to say that I really did consider putting the World Cup final on this list. Um. <laughs> what a, time. True. What what a, a time. time What a time What a time Number nine is uh, Our next workplace television show I If you had asked me Before I actually sat down To try to make this godforsaken list What Where will Severance rank I would have said it's gotta be top five As it turns out There was too many good television shows and one movie, um, but a lot of this is splitting hairs. I, I could have put almost, I, I could have shuffled the top ten around an awful lot. Um, Severance was exceptional, totally unique, had uh, an inc- just an incredible job of of like pacing and storytelling from Ben Stiller a- as a director, and you know, look, people said all the nice things about it when it was airing but for me really a special show i thought A special
0: show with the ingenious twist at the end uh
1: yeah.
0: you know it's always nice we can i mean that show mic dropped on the way out um i um uh i said it had to be in the top five and i stuck with that it's in my top five okay. um but um it, it, as a measure of kind of what you're talking about uh, my number nine is a show that may be in your top five and could easily have been in mine. It's Atlanta. Yep, it is. Um, which closed us in the season. I dinged it a little bit because the first half I thought was a little shaky. Um, but man, the second the second half came back strong. And that show is, you know, look, when it's firing on all cylinders is uh, as good as anything we've seen this century. So um, so yeah, I I've had to recognize it at least with the, with the top ten. Uh so it's stuck stuck there number 9.
1: Yeah, that will show up later on my list and to your point like I, I didn't I wasn't quite as annoyed by the lack of Atlantaness in the first sort of half final season whatever you want to call it. Uh but I think undeniably those last like 5 or 6 episodes were some unbelievable stuff. Not to be forgotten, although it had it was obviously a bottle episode the Goofy episode is one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. it's a bottle episode. You know, like,
0: yeah, I'm not against the anthology stuff or bottle episodes. The show you know, has some tremendous ones over yep. the years, yep. of course. So.
1: Um, <laughs> I'll go to eight, uh, where, again, this is just, like, I'm looking at this top nine, particularly, and, and I almost could have just spun the wheel and put them anywhere, but we own this city, the David Simon, Baltimore... I guess, you know, or just Baltimore police misconduct show, but specifically around the Freddie Gray riots and around, you know, a couple of particularly horrifying police officers. Um, John Bernthal was unbelievable. All your sort of favorite bit players from the wire showing up in a variety of roles. Um, It both like poked my nostalgia with that and also was just exceptionally well done and uh, as David Simon is wont to do a biting and successful critique of American law enforcement.
0: Uh, I was nodding my head uh, to you, you know, talking about how these shows could go anywhere. There's so much good TV. I felt very similarly about my number seven thing. Uh, but I'm just going to say about we on the city. No, man, it's too low. You got it. No, it's too low. Okay. It's got to be higher than eight. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> um, my uh, number seven is actually a show, like I said, that I I probably would have thought would have wound up in the in the top five had I uh, you know at the start of this list. It's Reservation Dogs, um, which just continues to be charming and unique and hilarious and spiritual and touching and um, just a great fucking show that I wish more people watched.
1: Yep, that's uh, that's gonna show up on mine. Um, wait, so that was your seven? What did you have at eight?
0: Oh, sorry, I skipped eight. Eight was Kendrick Lamar, which we okay, talked about. We already. did talk
1: about that. Yeah. Okay, all right. Um, I'll go to my seven, which I wonder if this is gonna show up on your top five, and I'll be a little surprised if it doesn't. I have Bad Sisters at number seven. Did it? Did really? Fish. Yeah. Really.
0: Not, not against it, just haven't, haven't had time to get back to it so, I yeah. feel yeah, you... like
1: you should finish it I wonder if it would have made your top 10 Or at least your top 20
0: Had yeah. you finished
1: it I just Couldn't thought, get to everything No, of course, look I mean, I didn't watch better things And that's one of my favorite shows of all time um, I thought yeah. Bad Sisters Not only was exceptional But got better and better As it went along It was one of those How are they going to get out of this as as television creators as much as the characters and I thought it was artfully pulled off and, and really wrapped up wonderfully. Yeah. Uh
0: well, like I said, I it.
1: You gotta watch it.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> I, 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 I promised
1: to watch better things, but you've 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 got I, to watch Bad Sisters. I, Number six for me is something plans.
0: Can I real quick also I want to shout out the patient, which I also didn't finish and and uh Uh, I'm trying trying to get to As well because I think it could have Potentially been on this list
1: I agree that's Same boat I'm halfway through the patient um, Waiting on the old wife uh, For that one and I really like it Um, Six and five for me We have already mentioned so I'll just throw them out there I have Andor at six Um, I think Part of the reason this is so much higher for me Is I just like the star, I, I like, I'm more invested in the Star Wars Universe as a whole and the fact that they made A great show that wasn't just Like retreading Old Skywalker crap um, I thought was ex- ex- Just meaningful um, So that was six for me Atlanta Was my number five uh,
0: My number six is the White Lotus
1: um... Yeah see I didn't <laughs> I, I finished the White Lotus after I made the list Full disclosure But on a positive note It allowed me to mention some other things Because I think I would have had to put that in my top 20 It was just wonderful And we never talked about the end, I don't think No, of course we didn't, because I just finished it Um, Right The ending (laughs) Like you said it How 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 are they going to get out of this? Like someone's got to die I think, I don't know if you were like me But by the end I was like Okay Jennifer Coolidge has to die But How it yeah, would happen the, in a satisfying way She never gets
0: off that boat You know what I mean right Like yeah Like they can't just be like Well they they carry off the plan of perfection And she you know Right uh, I forget the name of her lover But you know
1: Greg He just like
0: Ties her up and throws her in the ocean Like that would be Just weird and oh, dark right Right her so, Italian like, so lover What are they gonna do
1: Right Yes And, and they, they They stuck the landing man day so great just perfect like I and I never never could have seen that coming the way it went and I to the point where I don't even want to say it out loud because just in case someone hasn't finished it like me as of three days ago what an exceptional ending and then you know really I thought because look at, at points during the season you were thinking maybe one of these sort of members of these two conflicting couples ends up killing one of the other ones somehow. And that's the dead body. The way that whole storyline ended as much as I still desperately want to know who banged who and where. um, I just, I thought that was just really artfully done in terms of sort of just asking some questions about life and relationships. So Top to bottom, uh, tremendous season of television on White Lotus season two. Yeah,
0: I mean, you think about the journey that you take with a huge wide array of characters.
1: From, yeah. Uh, you know,
0: the men in Michael Imperioli's family to these two couples to uh, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Portia, and uh, her assistant. Yeah, Portia. Get your shit together, you. Portia. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even the, you know, in the Italian horse, you win in the end. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Um, you know, even so,
1: even uh, Valentina, the the hotel manager, like all the characters have real arcs that you can see and like uh, think about and identify with. It I, it's a very good show. Yeah. If I have one bone's big, pick,
0: Valentina's arc is pretty similar to Murray's arc in season one, uh, but I still had a good time watching it.
1: Yeah, a little so. different though Because Murray is like fully out of control And Valentina is just like a sad Gay virgin Mostly out of it. <laughs> Yeah,
0: she gets a little out of control
1: She does You know,
0: uh, and certainly over some of the key person at work Right, you know what I mean Oh, to, she, to she, she gets a very spiraling. creepy
1: She gets incredibly yeah. creepy Um, but, yeah. but yeah. You, you sort of come to realize she's just sad and lonely And I don't know, anyway I, Great show, um that was your number five. Uh, that was my number six. My number five
0: is my last music entry on this list. Um, uh, it is the debut album from Wet Leg.
1: Yeah, I thought this would be on your um,
0: list. Who is? Yes, you know, I, you know, I like these guys. Uh, sometimes there's just a, a debut record that is like so cool and composed, and has all these great riffs, and you just wonder, like, where the fuck did these guys come from? It makes no sense that this thing that they were a band for like. Six months <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah I mean I had uh, uh, they released some just fantastic singles this year. Uh, I saw them live three times uh, and got better every time and I just oh, really wow. excited about what those guys can do in the future
1: so
0: subtitle number five
1: yeah, I didn't mention this is another one I didn't mention in my honorable mentions because I figured you would have it on your top twenty. um and it's. I think the thing that stands out to me the most is what you just kind of described that this is like a band emerging from the womb fully formed, you know. It it yeah. sounds like a band that knows exactly who they are and exactly what they wanted to do and it rocks. Sure does. My number 4 is my um, best movie of the year. And I say this not only because I laughed uproariously and I have a an abiding sort of dating back to my childhood affinity for the subject of the film, but because I thought the way it was executed was absolutely delightful and featured one of the most ridiculously committed lead acting performances you'll ever see. And that is weird. The Al Yankovic story. I just loved it. Wow. For a
0: second, I thought, you're gonna to say Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so, Absolutely um, not. Uh, that do not,
1: do not see you later on weird. Top Gun Maverick deserved its spot on honorable mentions. It was a ton of fun, but to me, weird was just a different sort of thing. It's it was more unique, it was more original, and I, I thought like if you, they somehow figured out a way to make a weird Al biopic that perfectly encompasses Weird Al, even though it features almost no events from his actual life.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, this is a little high territory for me. Um, you know, uh, might I suggest we on the city could have gone here on your list?
1: Sure, um, we could switch it.
0: But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but I have no problems with Weird as a movie. I, you know, we talked about it a few weeks ago. So I, I had a very good time. So so I know uh, you've
1: already mentioned one of my top three. But I have a feeling we might share two of the top three. So let's hear what you got.
0: Well, I haven't done my number four yet, which was Severance. But um, well, we already talked about that, so I'll, yes. I'll jump ahead. Uh, number three, I- I'm pretty sure this is going to be your top three. Neither of us have mentioned it. It's the bear.
1: Correct. That is that is also um, my number three.
0: Yes. Uh, like, have you gone out to eat? Without thinking about the bear this year, <laughs> you know, like, um, and I would say too, if there's an award for scene of the year, somehow most of episode seven is basically is, is clearly the winner of that. Um, it's just it, you know, it did some shocking things in, in just the way it was uh, composed. Just uh, some of the ways that it kind of. Jump up and explode at you I, yeah. I just uh, Emotionally gripping And uh, Yeah I really I really love that show And it could easily have been Number one for me
1: Yeah It was um, It was actually written To be a single take As well Yeah um, So You know They end up doing a, They did it in a single take But it was specifically written To be shot In one 20 minute Take um which apparently it took them four or five attempts to get done but I would hope so
0: if they did that if they did that in one take it's like I mean come on <laughs> oh no it's
1: ridiculous and and just I mean you said it the, this this show was intense it was explosive the characters were exceptional and it just really felt real i mean it really you felt like you were inside that kitchen over the course of this show mm. um and, look, it got all the acclaim it deserves, so it doesn't need us to boost it, but definitely yeah, one of the best that, of the year.
0: That's a great point. I just don't know how much how much TV is as transporting as that show, where you, you felt like you were in it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But um, that also... You know, to, do that, to have that scene, too, and then follow that up with the monologue scene in episode eight, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like... yeah. Bam you know what I mean like that that episode Eight scene would have been the one everyone Was talking about in so many other shows So So true Uh,
1: Number two you've already mentioned um, But to me it I would use a lot of those same descriptors Transportive uh, Completely unique Um, You said spiritual when you mentioned it And also Just like heart Hearty heart heartfelt like just A a show that hits you in the heart Reservation Dogs um, I've never seen anything else like it And I too wish more people were watching it Yeah so I
0: haven't actually said We own the city yet that's my number two
1: So um, I I think we have the same number one Because how could we not I'm
0: pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we do <laughs> uh, My number one is Better Call Saul
1: Yeah It's I, I have it as a top five show of all time
0: And that's kind of like, you know, uh, all-time great show making its goat case uh, this season, and I think making its case is uh, an uh, 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 appropriate way to put it, sort of, given how how often the show was really concerned with the day-to-day aspects of being a lawyer. Yet another great workplace show, and a show that, of course, did many, many, many other things. Uh, And uh, much as Breaking Bad did, a show that really stuck the landing in a a beautiful and artful way. And to have those two shows back-to-back, to to take a prequel and make it something that is as compelling, that could stand with Breaking Bad or stand ahead of it, that's an incredible achievement. Like, it's not lost on me that neither... You or I had House of Dragons even an Honorable mention this year take nope. prequels fucking hard. It's really hard. You know what I mean? and I, you know, and I don't think House of Dragons is a bad show by I any do. means. but like this is something special,
1: yeah, I um, do think House of Dragons and... is a bad show, but that's beside the point because <laughs> yeah, I, what 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 you are pointing out and and i I think maybe you're not even stating it strong enough. What they did here is completely unprecedented. Like, the only thing I can compare it to is The Godfather and The Godfather 2. It's the only other time I think anyone's made a prequel, or a sequel for that matter, to anything that is where, where both things are truly like elite of the elite all time of their genre and medium. It's an unbelievable achievement. And if you had told me when Better Call Saul started, if you had told me when they announced it, oh, they're making a series about Saul Goodman, that it was going to be one of the best shows of all time, I would have laughed in your face. And frankly, if you had told me after three episodes of season one that this is going to be one yeah. of the best shows of all time, I would have laughed in your face. It. it the, the other thing it has in common with Breaking Bad in terms of sticking the landing is... Both of these shows put an incredible amount of pressure on themselves to stick the landing because of the nature of the show. Both shows sort of from episode one, season one to the final episode built in these incredible crescendos like just building and building upon itself intention in in, in terms of like the the spider web of complications for the characters in terms of the. Sort of uh, inescapable Situations they were putting themselves in Everything got More and more intense Ratcheted up further and further Until By the end of both of those shows Everyone was sitting there Waiting going This has to be the best thing ever And then they did it Yeah I mean I
0: would say Saul even had added pressure In that like you knew the fates of right. so many of these characters. Like right. you knew who, who was in Breaking Bad and who wasn't, right? So, um, and yet they still did that artfully, and to you know, to sort of answer the question of like what happens to Kim Wexler in the way they did, it was just fucking perfect. It I, really was. you know, I, I'm in awe of of what they did, um, uh, uh, and and that will be a show that I will return to and watch in full.
1: Um, I I so Part I... of me actually wants to Man, somebody should Not me Somebody should do the work Of like organizing the entire Breaking Bad Saul universe Into chronological order <laughs> You know <laughs> Like all of the yeah. episodes Like put Breaking Bad in the middle somewhere Cut the post Breaking Bad Saul Cinnabon scenes And put them at the end Like I want to see it's like, you know, some people have, have re-edited the Godfather trilogy so that it goes in order. You know what I mean? Like, I want that, but I want it for the entire... It's going to take a lot longer, even, than watching three Godfather films. But um, that's what I would like to see sometime. Yeah. Well, maybe someday. Because I, I wonder, <laughs> like... I don't know, man. That's It had been a while since I watched Breaking Bad, obviously, when when... I watched Saul so there, I'm sure There's just thousands Of easter eggs I missed and I'm you said it I'm in awe I'm in awe of the skill It takes from show Creators and writers to pull Those two things off it's It's truly remarkable Yeah,
0: And you could talk about the easter eggs and sort of The nods to uh, You know stuff that's in Saul But I would also say like if Breaking Bad had never existed, you know, and obviously vice versa, yeah, if Solid never existed, like they, they both stand on their own just without 100%. any of the other context of the show that came before or after. So,
1: yeah, um. I mean, look, with Jesse Pinkman showing up would have been less exciting if you uh, if Breaking Bad never existed, but otherwise, it's pretty much still excellent.
0: Yeah, yeah, you, but you don't need to know who he is for that, you know what I mean? For that no. show to completely work
1: and be good. Not so. at all. It just, just, yeah, I, I mean, look, I'm someone who thinks Saul is the, the better show, uh, and it's splitting hairs, but uh, you don't have to convince me. Just um, a true masterwork of television. Yeah, hundred percent. So I'm
0: I'm glad that we wind up in the in the same place. Um, I figured on we that would. As well. I could
1: not. I just couldn't imagine you having anything else as your number one show with you.
0: <laughs> I like I said. I I mean I gave serious consideration to both the Bear and We Own the City, and I have to say, uh, you know, you, you talked about not seeing shows on lists. Like I was shocked at how few TV lists had We Own the City. I was um, not. Cause there, I, there's. I there feel is, like early in the year was it was there was a lot of you know critical talk about it and then it just sort of vanished I don't know.
1: Yeah, but the people didn't watch it. That's why it wasn't on the list. Yeah. It uh, yeah. and you know what nobody watched The well, Wire really when it was on either for the most part. Um I it's just I think it's a little it's heavy lifting for a lot of people. And I I I, I understand that I guess, but I think those people are kind of missing how How good David Simon is at making good TV Right Because it's heavy shit man And I can understand someone being like Oof we're going back to Baltimore Except we're looking at the sort of real story Of these violent Like scumbag cops And the Freddie Gray riots And like all the It's not a a happy time But in addition to being What I would call important It is also Pretty entertaining like as as yeah, miserable stories of police misconduct go, look
0: at them as human beings. Yeah, yeah, you know,
1: it's it's an exceptional like for good
0: and for for bad. It doesn't shy away from the bad, but you also see like who these people are and what was compelling about them and how they were able to rise up within that police organization and just like the fact that it's so real and that they're shooting At the real street corners where this stuff happened.
1: Yeah, like no, I. Look, I just, I'm with you yes. I'm with you, I was surprised also At, at how few people mentioned it um, And look, again, it could have been higher I, I easily could flip it with weird And it wouldn't really affect my list At all, like I easily could have had it Top four For me, Better Call Saul, Reservation Dogs And The Bear were the best three shows of the year though. I, I feel pretty strongly <laughs> about that Yeah, that's
0: fair I like I
1: I like my top three. Get deal with my top three. <laughs> hey man, I, look, it, uh, I, but reservation, I the dogs, reservation dogs.
0: Reservation dogs know, obviously. So yeah. you know what
1: I mean. Nothing bad. So I'm and it's gonna, it's definitely a nicer time. <laughs> it's a happier time
0: <laughs> than we own the city. Yes, hundred percent. We can we can agree upon that. No, I would not say that any of my. I mean, when I look at, you know, Better Call Saul, We Are the City of the Bears, Severance, none of those I would describe as great time TV.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, the bear certainly has some really funny moments, but it's a pretty intense, uh, dramatic show for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, I saw Sepidol said that he cut out after episode three. Like, the deeds just was too tense for him, and then he had to go back.
1: <laughs> so, See, yeah, I get um, that. But I also think for me, that was part of what made it special and part of what made it so transportive, like we were saying, is like, it's exactly how I imagine a kitchen. Like, it's the exact intensity I, I picture. So, at, at, as much as that's true, I think that was part of what worked for me. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I can see that totally. So, all um, right, we did it, and it definitely did take yeah, an incredibly
1: long fun. time. <laughs> you were right. You told me, and you As were right. As usual. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh, we're we're going to the movies, and by that I mean we're sitting on our couches and watching some movies.
0: Yeah, because I have some catching up to do. So, uh, uh, we're gonna watch *Class Onion uh, finally makes its way to Netflix after a, a brief, weird run in theaters. Yeah, um, which apparently a lot more people saw it than I think they were expecting. Um, but I'm excited to get my eyes on it. And then, uh, what else are we watching? I, I, I did not write anything down.
1: We, uh, you are watching Pinocchio because you blew it last week. And yeah. spoiler
0: alert, I actually already have watched Tokyo, but we will discuss it
1: now. For God's sake, we're now, pushing year. ninety minutes here. Yeah. We can't talk about it now. Yeah. Uh <laughs> and then two other films that uh dropped on HBO Max in the last few weeks. Um Amsterdam is the David O. Russell movie starring, I believe it's Christian Bale, um his name. Dead is...
0: kids in it. John David Washington, right? Taylor Swift's in it. Otherwise,
1: yeah, but uh, <laughs> uh, Margo Robbie. Margo Robbie is the other name I was looking for. Is it Den? Is it oh, yeah. John David Washington?
0: I thought he was in that. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Um, I think, I think. <laughs> Hold on, I don't wanna. No, you're right. You were right. It is John David okay. Washington. Um, Anya Taylor Joy also in it. Rami Malek also uh, makes an appearance. There's a a, a deep dent. Chris Rock's in it. Chris Rock, Robert De Niro It's a deep bench um, But fundamentally Shannon. Yeah, but the leads are Margot Robbie, Christian Bale And John David Washington And and it Did not do well in the theaters But I'm still excited I don't know if that makes me a sucker or what But just the names involved Make me want to watch it And the other one, it did incredibly well and At least critically And that's Banshees of Inisherin, and the new Martin McDonough which reunites the In Bruges crew, um, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, with the Oscar-winning director Martin McDonough. So I am excited to watch all of that. Yeah,
0: sounds like uh, we got a we got a full plate next week.
1: And of course, another episode of the challenge.
0: Uh, I can't wait to talk to you about all of it.
1: Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling.
0: So long everybody. And do me a favor, have yourself a tremendous evening.